Then. Okay, we are indeed live. YouTube is retrieving my content, although it says an error occurred on YouTube. I wonder if that is uh, showing up for everyone else, because right now... Yes, we're live. I'm looking at you. Assassin is like moving, turning around, looking at the wall. He's like, hey, what's up, guys? Weird. It's For some reason, it's not... Um, it's showing that I'm live, but it does not show me the video on YouTube. It just keeps saying an error occurred. But nonetheless, I think we are good. So welcome, everyone, to another edition of the Four Guys of Quarters podcast. At an earlier time this week, we're doing 6 p.m. Eastern time for all you early birds. Get the early bird special for everyone 65 and over, right? Isn't that the rule? I don't know. Anyway, this is episode 176 for July 26th, 2018. I am the man, not with the million, not like Randall Thor, but I am in front of 217. We have with us two other fine gentlemen this week, one making his 176th straight appearance on this program. He is the one and only ZPCI assassin. What's going on, bud? Hi. And with that iconic, that iconic intro that he has, that just that high that he does every single week. So unchanging as he has said in the past we also have another gentleman joining us this week the usual italian clowns what's going on hey what's going on internet i'm glad to be here tonight let's rock out 6 p.m eastern let's get all this talking gamers get in the chat say hi to assassin he'll sign pvz posters he's all about that hands in the air you know what i mean pvc posters yes Yes, we still have to make that happen. I don't know where you would go ahead and get PVZ posters, but we have to find that. And, you know, I can just imagine Assassin's handwriting. Like, I'm not sure how your cursive is, Assassin. I would kind of want to see that. So maybe we'll have to it, arrange. It's awful with my uh, nerve condition, I guess you could say. My holding a pen is really annoying. That's so awful. Oh, well. I would be I'd be willing to see that. Is it like you know Michael J. Fox cricket awful like that, or is it just like it, a child's it's handwriting? Like a doctor's note. Oh, it's like you a doctor's note. You know how their signature is. Like, I do, awful. I do. I know that. I, nice. We may have to make that happen. I don't know where you'd get that kind of thing, but um, we'd have to we'd have to figure that out. Anyway, we got a few topics this week. Um, some of them are going to take not too long of time, more like kind of announcement kind of things, get our quick hitting opinions on it. Some of them are, um, stuff that we're going to go into for quite a bit of time. One of them that we missed last week of assassin dropped out for some reason. He blames discord. I blame his shitty Antarctic internet. Um, but nonetheless, (laughs) (laughs) what did you say? Assassin? I heard clowns. What did you say? Computer. It's his, it's his shitty computer. Um, nonetheless, we uh, we'll get into that. We'll probably go with that uh, either first or second tonight. And that is why is Fortnite PVE not free yet? For God's sakes! I mean, it is on sale right now, but why is it not free? We'll get into that. Um, we'll also get into the Xbox Cloud leaks. Uh, the Xbox codename Scarlet. Looks like it's going to be um, a high-powered console, and it looks like it's also going to be a cloud platform as well. Um, 
course, Clown's gonna when we get into that topic. Clown's gonna talk about how he predicted that for years and everything, and we'll let him have his time. We'll let him have his time. I, mean, on I, it. I did. I mean, it's on Crossfire. It's on Four Guys. It's everywhere. It's out there, and I was right. We'll we'll let him. We'll let him. Uh, we'll let him have his his few minutes there when we get to that topic. But we will get into that. We'll talk about the Fortnite thing, like I said. We'll talk about No Man's Sky, which is the featured image in the top right. If you can see that. Um, if you're watching the video version, we'll talk about why that is uh, making a little bit of a comeback here. And people are talking about uh, that being the comeback story of the year in gaming, if you will. Um, but we will we'll get into that. Also get into uh, the Spider-Man PS4 Pro since we haven't given our opinions on that. I think that's kind of ugly, but we'll get into uh, our opinions on that. We'll get into the Games of Goal, which was just announced today for August 2018. I think those are incredible. Um, and we'll also touch a little bit on NBA 2K picking up NBA Playgrounds as a franchise and what that will do to uh, a franchise that looked like it was trash. So, yes, the middle of the screen is just white right now, uh, Daz. We will we will get into that uh, in just a second. We will put something up there. And that second is now. We'll talk about how we are an Inner Circle Network affiliate. Thank you to Tick Network for bringing us on as an affiliate. We like to put out good content just like the rest of your other affiliate podcasts uh check all those out you can see the link below for uh tick gaming network website it is in the description below right now so um check that out you can find all their affiliate podcasts all of their you know homegrown podcasts as well all of them are excellent we all kind of stand together in a mission to kind of just bring you know not too hoity-toity gaming content or anything like that. Just the average Joe's talking it, talking it out, talking about games. You know, stuff that you guys can come and join in on. So, um, definitely, definitely make sure you guys check out that kind of stuff. And we are extremely happy to be a tech affiliate now. So, um, thanks. I see everyone rolling into the chat right now. Appreciate you guys coming by on an earlier edition of the podcast to uh, to talk games, man. Just talk games. You know what I mean? Talk about the week's news. And uh, I think what we're going to get into first is the Fortnite thing. Because we were supposed to get into that last week. Assassin dropped out because his computer is shit. Um, <laughs> so we'll let Assassin go first. So in case his computer drops out again, we don't have to skip this topic for another week. Um, but as you guys may or may not know, uh, Fortnite's a thing. Fortnite's a big thing. Uh, multi-platform sure? thing. Yeah, it's a thing. No, it's a thing. It is indeed a thing. I think you're lying. No, it is. It is. I'm not lying. I promise. I promise. Um, but uh, Fortnite currently on sale right now, 50% off until I think like the 30th is the sale on Xbox at least. Uh, other platforms, you may have to check that out. But uh, actually, no, it is the 30th on all platforms. I can see it right now in the image. But um, you can get the Fortnite PvE mode for $20, I believe, is the is the price right now for that mode. But my question is and we'll let assassin go first here like i said but my question is why isn't this freaking thing free already they already they said it was going to be free to play this game is now officially a year old um and now you know it it, 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 they're charging money for it still and people are just gobbling this up so is that essentially the reason why it's not free already assassin or do you have some other thoughts on that well so there's a few things one i think epic is super greedy they uh, like the microtransactions while the battle royale is free to play. I mean, they're ridiculous. I think bucks for their their higher tier to I think some skins or emotes for the lowest tiers ten bucks. So I mean, they're they're pretty greedy on that. And then 
you got, you know, it's summertime, all these kids, you know, they're into the battle royale. And then maybe if they get bored, you know, they, they you know, they see the Fortnite PVE. So people, you know, maybe they no new games are coming out, so they'll they'll drop the money to, you know, buy this mode so then they can earn their V Bucks and have a, a good time. And like I said, they're greedy, so they want more money. Right. Yeah, you know, people. That's the thing. That's the that's the unfortunate thing, right? Like, they've put out a good game. They've put out an awesome battle royale. Obviously, you know, like PUBG or hate PUBG, you, you have to admit that Fortnite has taken off a bit more than PUBG even took off, and PUBG has ta- is taking off now. So, um, you know, they have the power to do this, right? Wouldn't you say? Yeah, and I. I, I... I forget where I saw this, but it was uh, from a news article that I think they make $2 million on mobile alone. They made a billion dollars off microtransactions. Like, I think it's about time. Right, right. So you, you just th- you just think to yourself, okay, well, you know, they said the PvE was going to be, you know, it's in beta. They said the PvE was going to be, you know, free to play along with the PvP modes starting in, in 2018. And now it's you know, practically August, you know, you're more than halfway through the year. This thing isn't free. People are starting to get pissed. But at the same time, like you and I both said, what's the motivation here? Like, they're making so much money. People are looking for new stuff. People are saying, oh, well, the Battle Royale is so good. Why not buy the PvE? And this is what makes me just think, man, I think this was the design all along. Like, I think going into this thing, they kind of had a they kind of had a feeling that this may happen. They had a feeling that this, they may be a hit on their hands. I mean... Some of the guys that you know worked on for that have done Fortnite Battle Royale were the same guys that worked with uh, Blue Hole to to do uh, PUBG. I mean, there's a lot of crossover there. There's you know potential lawsuits brewing. You know, bad blood between the two because a lot of elements are quote unquote copied or whatnot. You know how it is. Um, and you know they had a, they had an idea that maybe we were going to get to a point where uh, Fortnite was the next greatest thing, like another you know Minecraft game and popularity obviously not the same but you know similar popularity right so i I, honestly guys i you know clowns i want to get your opinion on this but i think that this was kind of the design all along well actually when they made the horde mode they didn't know they were going to make battle royale they started out with the horde mode first um and a couple devs that were working on it didn't think that was going to be super successful and i guess somewhere along the way they came out and decided they were going to do battle royale as well and I think once the Battle Royale dropped uh, and they saw how fast that took off, I think that's when they said, wait a minute, let's not make the PvE free just yet. Let's see how long we can, you know, get the Battle Royale going, put some free V-Bucks in the PvE so people in Battle Royale will, will want to get the PvE to grind it. Um, I, I think on Epic's part, at first it was kind of crappy, but it's also business-wise, it's very smart. And they're taking advantage of uh, capitalism. And it's working out great for them. And in fact, it's working out so great that they decided to go back. And everybody who made add-ons for like Unreal, they decide to increase their bonuses from the start of whenever they put the add-ons on the store. So, I mean, in the plus side, they're giving back more to independent devs. Um, on the, you know, the, the con side, I imagine a lot of kids are maxing out parents' credit cards along the way. Uh, like we know one, for example, that rolls up a 4,200 V bucks, like every 10 hours. Yeah. I mean, it, it's just, it's great. 
and PUBG dropped a lawsuit against Fortnite. Oh, I didn't know that. Wow, interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Now, it's like IGN had an article. Oh, really? Wow. I did not know that. Did not know that at all. But, you know, that kind of makes sense because look at the position Blue Hole's in, look at the size of their company, and look at what you're dealing with with Epic. Like, it's kind of like the big boys in the park boss around the, the little guys. You know what I mean? Even though Blue Hole's had so much success with PUBG, like, you have to kind of put into perspective and understand that Epic is, you know, just that much higher in terms of uh, what they're working with and what kind of, uh, you know, um, representation they have, like, in the law, like, you know, maybe they're in the wrong, but they can just boss people around. That's how it kind of works um, in the legal system. You know, maybe in the U.S., that's pretty much how it works. I'm sure it's very similar over in Europe and whatnot. Um, but, um, you know, it, it's as long I, – I think the take-home message is as long as Fortnite PvE is popular and as long as people are, you know – say you convert, like, one out of every ten people that play PvE right but play the battle royale one out of every 10 people buy the the pve i mean i feel like epic has no reason to make it free like why make it free why take away that revenue stream it's it's smart business but at the same time you know you get upset because you know you saw what was promised some people have been waiting and waiting and waiting people like assassin i know for sure you know waiting and waiting and waiting and then you know it kind of gets to a point where it's kind of like okay well I know this is cool. I want a kind of different Fortnite experience, so you know I'm gonna spend the money, kind of deal. Oh, yeah. I think in Assassin's case, and maybe I'm just speaking for him, but I'd like to hear his answer. I think he kind of got it to grind the V Bucks. <laughs> yeah, I pretty much did. I wanted, I wanted things like because you you get the battle pass, you spend the ten bucks, you get I think pretty much just enough V Bucks to buy the next battle pass. So you can't like like if, if you're a person like me who just doesn't want to drop any more money on microtransactions, you're not getting anything cool. Like I mean, you get the cool things in the battle pass, but you're not getting like this emote clowns and I bought like a few, last week. That is like the best emote like ever made. It is like fantastic. Or you know some of these twenty dollars skins like you don't get that. Yeah. If you don't want to spend money, so. Having you know a PVE mode to earn some V bucks. Well, the first few hours of the the PVE you earn a bunch. Now it's I feel like it's slowing down quite a bit. Um, it, it's smart. You still earn. Yeah, it, it's it's smart to have the PVE mode get you enough V bucks, like especially in the in the beginning, because that gets you like even more addicted and whatnot. It, it's smart for them to have something like that because if you think of games that have done that in the past, like look at you know games like um like Rainbow Six Siege for example, right, where you can earn the what do you call it? I can't even remember the the currency in that game. What's the name of it? Renown. The Renown, right? You can earn the Renown and buy things but it takes like so much time to do that and people are like oh well that's not worth it you know it sucks to have to grind it for so long but it, like in Fortnite, it's people are well aware that you know there is this other stream of v bucks that you can get with a pve so they're willing you know are you going to spend twenty dollars to buy like that one skin that you really want or are you going to spend twenty dollars in a pve mode that will get you you know, potentially enough revenue stream to get the next battle pass or get that e uh, that emote or get that skin that you want to spend twenty bucks on, and then even more. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yep. So good points all around on that because I think, 
you know, it's not just the popularity of PVE. It's all, uh, the PVP rather. It's the popularity of the P. It's the perception of the PVE as a means. You know, to save the world as a means to getting stuff in the PVP to get those skins that you normally have to buy. You know, people look at some of these skins. They're like, oh, it's twenty bucks. Like, fuck that. You know, it's twenty dollars. I'm not gonna spend twenty dollars on a skin, but you're willing to like buy a PVE mode that you feel like you're still playing a game like you bought the game and earn enough V-Bucks to buy that $20 skin and you'll feel a little bit better about yourself. You know? Um, just, just to give you an example, when they did the 50% off, well, I guess it's still going on on Xbox, I got the... Uh, I upgraded my standard edition that we got from Epic to a like a limited deluxe edition uh, for a, I think it cost like 55 bucks. So I got that and it came with like all these llamas. And as soon as I opened my llamas, the first thing I did was go to my collection book, got 500 V bucks right off the bat. Right. So within, within two days I made 30 bucks back in V bucks. Right. Yeah. I mean, Epic has executed microtransactions in a way that I don't think I've ever seen before. Um, I think that they've done it in a way that, you know, even people that have complained about it in the past are now kind of on board with it. You know, I know I'm seeing in the chat, uh, stick figure. And I, I agree with you stick. I, I agree. You say that, you know, teach your kids to hate microtransactions. I agree with that. I don't like microtransactions in general, but like, I feel like Fortnite. If there's a if there's somebody that's doing it in a way that I can't really necessarily knock 100, percent you know, there's arguments for and against that are very strong. I think it's Fortnite's way of doing it. You know, I think that you know you can earn it in the you can earn it and you can buy it in you know with a PVE mode. You feel like you said assassin, like it's kind of slower towards the later end, but at the beginning, like you feel like you're just like you know making it rain with the V bucks, you know, it, it feels like you're earning a ton. So, Oh, I, I think that is just how you perceive the game because every, every hour or two hours I'm earning like 500 V bucks. Yeah. And that's, I mean, who wouldn't rather, you know, who wouldn't rather buy the PVE, be playing a game co-op potentially with your friends, enjoying, enjoying the game and earning the microtransactions at the same time. Like who isn't going to be going for that, you know? And then like, say you get 500 V bucks and that skin is like, whatever it is, like 2000, what are the skins? Like 900 V bucks, usually a thousand V bucks, like the higher level ones. It's like 1200, 1500, 2000. Oh, 2000. Okay. So say it's 2000 V bucks, right? You earn 500 here, two hours again, you earn another 500. It's like a thousand V bucks, right? You're more likely to buy. You're going to be like, oh, well, you know, that skin is normally 20. I'll just put towards 10 because I've just earned 10. You know what I mean? I've, I've, I've earned that money. And I feel like, like we're kind of going off on a tangent, but at the same time we're not because... Like, not only are they earning money by making people buy the PvE, but they're also earning money because people are buying things that they weren't going to buy in the first place because of the PvE. It's, like, such a perfect cycle, man. I got to just tip my hat to them, honestly. It is. It's pretty smart because you get in the mindset that you're thinking, like you just said, you know, you earn, you know, whatever, a thousand V-Bucks in the game, and you're like, okay, I don't feel like grinding anymore in the PvE. I want to go play some Battle Royale. I'll just drop another 10 bucks and get that, get to the 2000. So I get my legendary skin. I mean, it's pretty smart because people are thinking they're getting like half off the skin when they essentially, they did pay for the PVE when it's supposed to be free. Right. So, I mean, 
I mean, you can make your money back at V bucks, but how long are you going to stay on the game is the question. Is it going to be worth your time to do it? Yeah. I hope I play this game for another two years for. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Shadows the name in the YouTube chat says, honestly, I think making it free would suck for the people that bought it. And I think that is true. I think that is absolutely true. Yeah, but I, it says right there that it will be free sometime in 2018. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing. Like you, you're paying for early access. Right. Right. And paying for early access has been accepted across other games. Like, granted, a lot of people are against these things, like Fortnite, Gears of War. Like, there have been games where it's like, buy the Ultimate Edition, you get four days early access. Buy this edition, you get another day early access. Like, we've seen this this gen constantly, you know? We've seen that. And people are not bitching to the point that they were initially bitching about this PvE thing. And now it's kind of like... People are seeing the value of the PVE, so they they're bitching a little less. But at the same time, like it begs this question that we have here. It's just like, how can you charge money for something that you said is going to be free in 2018, yep. and it's now eight months later or seven months, seven months and change or whatever? You know, it's like, what the hell? Yeah, but in the room that I don't understand is that you know, various governments across the world are upset about loot crates and they hammer down on loot crates like in Europe and certain states and whatnot. Uh, like it affected Shadow of War. I mean, that was one game that was definitely affected by loot crates. And here is Fortnite. They haven't adjusted anything. You still get, you can buy loot llamas with V-Bucks. Uh, the drops are completely random and, you know, can be rare or can be common. And yet, it's like Fortnite is unaffected by any of all these laws that are being regulated. Yep. They're making so much money that they're becoming like a lobbying. I'm not saying this, this is what they're doing, but it feels like they could be setting themselves up to become a lobbying arm for loot crates. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, they just, you know, Epic has just found a way, and maybe that's due to their you know, the size of them compared to Blue Hole. I don't know. I mean, they're doing it in a way that they've kind of circumvented the issue and have, you know, made people, like, kind of happy to buy V-Bucks and happy to buy microtransactions and happy to buy a PvE mode that's promised to be free. And Shadows the Name says again in the YouTube chat, when I bought it when it first came out, they didn't say anything about being free. Well, maybe they didn't on console, but, I mean, on their website, it definitely did, like, from day one, actually before day one. Like, before the game even came out, it said it was going to be free. Now, granted, they did bury that in, like, the FAQs. We talked about that in this podcast, like, a year ago at this point, right? Where, like, it was kind of buried in the FAQs that it was going to, you know, that this thing was coming free in 2018 at some point. Like, they didn't... Obviously, they didn't want to, like, advertise that because they wanted people to buy it, which is a sketchy move, but at the same time, like, the PvE adoption at the beginning wasn't super good, and now... You know, it's coming to light that the PVE gets you V bucks, and the PVE is fun, and the PVE is, you know, a nice little distraction from getting your ass whipped in Battle Royale necessarily. So it's, you know, it, it's gaining popularity, and now like people are dissecting it a little bit more. Um, but trust me on this, it was advertised right from the beginning. We, uh, we've, we, I mean, people have known that this is going to be. Uh, free to play at some point it's just they don't want to advertise that because they didn't want to kill their sales so um they also have to think if they make it free right now people are gonna you know obviously then it would have to come out of beta because you're not getting paid early access 
Right. And the game has issues. I know clowns and I have ran into it where the game just freezes yeah. when you're mm-hmm. by someone or the frame rate drops. Like it is so annoying at sometimes to play P- the PvE mode. Yeah. These issues. Yeah. I don't even know if they're going to fix it. They just released a huge update with this event and nothing for stability. Yeah. And, you know, part of that is because part of that is because the, um, the PV is, I think the PV, I mean, from my experience, from me watching people play it, from me talking to people who've, who got me into the PV in the get go, because I didn't, I bought the PV a while ago, and it was because of people that I know that play on PC. And on my PC, and granted, my PC is nice, you know, good, good, nice game and rig, but I mean, the, the PV mode on PC is very stable, I would say, you know, so I think that's a, I, I think that's a, I think that's a console focused issue that, you know, honestly, like the adoption of the PV is much higher on PC. So I think they're kind of like, okay, well, whatever, like people still buying it, which is a shitty attitude. But at the same time, it's like, you know, they know their bread is buttered in the PVP and the PVE is like a means to getting stuff in that game, you know? So I think, you know, people got to vote with their wallets and right now they aren't, or they are, it's just, they're voting for the wrong side, you know? Yeah. But... I mean, yeah, because when we first talked about this, I was very upset about the fact that they charged to get into the beta. I felt like they shouldn't have charged to get into the beta for PvE. And even though I bought it, I still feel that way. I still feel like Epic shouldn't have charged on one hand before they launched the Battle Royale. Maybe they just didn't know you know, if the game was actually going to take off. Because we've seen other games that are similar to the PvE mode um that were fun they just didn't take off yeah yeah they needed they needed another platform to make it popular because i'm telling you right now fortnite released and it didn't have the pvp pvp mode we wouldn't even be talking about it you know as good as the pvp mode as good as the pve mode the the what's the name of it again i just blanked i mind farted here the pve mode the what oh pve save oh, the world. save the world thank you save the world right the save the world I, and shadows. The name says it in the YouTube chat. Like he's the one that's been in the YouTube chat being like, Oh, I didn't even know it was going to be free and I paid for it and, you know, arguing against it. And that's what people have been doing. But then he says, I honestly don't mind that I bought it. Cause it's fun. Yeah. The game is really fun. Like the PVE was, and like we just said, like clowns just said a little bit earlier, the PVE was the focus of this game until, you know, they knew that a battle Royale mode would be awesome, you know, but I'll just that the PVP didn't take off. Dude, still have Paragon. <laughs> Good point. How true is that, though? Paragon was great, man. I had Paragon on PS4 and PC. I thought Paragon was awesome. I mean, I don't. I hope Taylor's not listening to it to this right now. But I thought Paragon was better than Smite. I liked it a lot better. But that's kind of a little divergence for another time. But anyway, um. Once I want to scroll up to something really quick that I saw in the chat. Um, P. Rodusa says Fortnite taking players because it's cartoony free and more people are playing it. Well, yeah, free is nice, man. Free is nice, and cartoony is getting the kids, and kids are driving a lot of these purchases. Like they're convincing their parents to buy shit. Like I know my nephews. My nephews told me the other day they were they were showing me their accounts and stuff. I'm like, how much money have you spent on microtransactions? Between the two of them, they spent like almost three hundred dollars on microtransactions. I'm like, holy shit. 
You know, I I, th- I think kids are driving this, and I think part of that is the cartoony and free nature that you're talking about. Um, well, it's also fun. Like, if it wasn't fun, yeah, there would still be kids playing it, but, you know, we wouldn't be playing it. There wouldn't be, you know, all these other players playing it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um... Um, what else? What else? What else? Oh, Stick wants to know what do we think about PUBG becoming an esport? Uh, I think it's natural. I mean, it should be. I think these things should be. I think Battle Royale is an excellent esport opportunity, and I th- I've seen it in person. Um, they had it at, at PAX. They had it at E3. I think. I think that uh, it's just natural. So I'm waiting for the day that PVZ PVZ does Battle Royale and that becomes esports because that will change the whole game around. <sighs> Preach preach all right let's move on to the next topic we've been talking about that for a while but that was a good discussion guys leave your comments below hit us up on twitter do all those things uh let us know what you guys uh think of that issue because that is a big issue and you know honestly they're they're good points on both sides and we just want to know what you guys are uh what you guys are thinking about that because um as of late the pve has gotten really popular i think i think the save the world has gotten extremely popular and for all the reasons we've talked about, so uh, you know, I could see it not going free to play until like December. Honestly, like they said, twenty eighteen, they're gonna hit that goal, and I think it's gonna be you know the last possible minute. But we shall see. We shall see. All right. Well, let's put clowns up on his podium, give him the golden microphone, and let him uh, let him proclaim how right he was about this cloud thing happening because it looks like it is happening. It looks like sooner than rather than later, we're gonna get. Um, a launch of two platforms. We're going to get the Xbox Scarlet, which is the successor to the Xbox One X, which is going to be the extremely powerful new plat- uh, new generation, I guess, of Xbox. Uh, the next console that's probably coming in 2020 or maybe sooner, depending on when Sony launches the PlayStation. And we're also getting this Xbox Cloud thing, which is rumored to be extremely cheap. I've heard it as cheap as $99, which is ridiculous. But uh, more realistically, I've heard like around 200, which maybe, uh, you know, I don't know. But looks like the chatter is that in 2020, we're going to get two things. And the X- Xbox Cloud or X Cloud or whatever you want to call it is is a thing. So, clowns, take it away. Tell us about this. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know what to say. I predicted Game Pass like two years before it happened. Now I'm pre- I predicted the stream and stuff two years before it happened. It's just the evolution of the industry, right? Because of DRM, they want to be able to control and protect their IPs. They want to move away from physical media. They're not going to do it right away because they want to adjust you to it. But it's more protective for the companies, the developers, and everybody else to prevent piracy and other things. So let's you know, let's move it to the cloud and stream it. But we got to get it so there's no lag. I think it's great on Microsoft's part to go ahead and start this trend now. It's going to be cheaper for a lot of people. It's going to be available for a lot more. It's just a, it's it's a bright move for the industry. It's going to sell like hotcakes, and it's going to work well, especially with five G already coming out the end of this year, which I predicted as well. Uh, you'll be able to play this in your car on the go at a campsite wherever you are. You just hook up your five G puck, and you're there gaming. I mean, I could sit in Assassin's Garage in Arctic Canada and have five G internet connection and be playing the streaming device, no problem at all whatsoever. So shout out to uh, Phil Spencer. Maybe he listened to some of my advice. I don't know, but 
Yeah, I mean, it was predicted on 4GWQ, and I'm never wrong. Everybody said that I was crazy, that people weren't ready for this. It's not going to happen. 2020 is nothing's going to come out in 2020. Well, it would. Yeah, I had to give I had to give the man his time. I had to because I knew he was going to go off on that tangent. And you know what? Hate to say it, but you know it, it's true. I mean, a lot of people were thinking that this was crazy that it was going to happen this soon. You know, um, didn't think you know people don't have fast enough internet. You know, this, that, and the other thing. But you know what? Like, it's true. I think the push of I think the push to five G is also going to push this because you know we're talking five G networks that will get like gigabit speeds over cellular, which is huge. Um, and I think will enable something like this. I don't even know what kind of throughput would be needed for Xbox One games to be streamed over the cloud at full fidelity. But just think, I mean, you know, a lot of people would love to have, you know, in their bedroom instead of buying another Xbox One X, maybe just a, a stick to stream it over their gigabit internet at home or their, you know, whatever they've got, like 300 megabit internet or 200 or whatever they've got, you know. Um, but the price, I think, is going to be key because I think... Um, I, I think they well, can't make it too much cheaper than the than the the Scarlet or the next Xbox because if it's the same fidelity, then what the hell's the point? Here's where I'm thinking there's a big advantage to this cloud device. I know a lot of people, some people in the chat are you know concerned about price point, and I agree. I, I think it's got to be a perfect price point, cheap and affordable for you to want to get into this type of media so that they can adjust everybody to it. But also keep this in mind. You're not going to have outdated hardware with like a DVD drive or a Blu-ray drive that's going to stop working when the next set of movies come out. If you have a streaming device like this, 5G is already capable of doing 8K within minutes, 8K movies in minutes. So you have this device going forward, you would technically already be ready for 8K. Whereas if you had, let's say the hardware version, you know, you're not, your physical media is not going to be ready for 8K, but yeah, you could still do it streaming wise, but why spend six hundred bucks on the hardware where you can get that cheaper device for 150, 200 bucks? Yeah, see, that's the thing. Like that, that's the that's the advantage with when people talk about like, oh, I can't buy Microsoft Office anymore, right? Or I can't buy like Adobe products anymore. Why can't I just buy a license and have it forever? And they're in these companies are like, oh, we want you to have the subscription based model because if you have the subscription based model, you get all the updates and you get the latest and greatest and you get this, that, and the other thing. And I think Xbox Cloud is going to leverage that. Like Clouds just said, like you're not limited by the hardware that's in your house. You're limited by the hardware that's, you know, in Seattle, Washington or wherever your local server is going to be. And I think, you know, that's why I think that, you know, with Xbox uh, Live Gold, I think they're going to add this kind of like cloud thing is like a, a another advantage to having gold over silver. And they're going to rationalize maybe having maybe a higher tier of gold or a higher tier of live or whatever, because, you know, clowns, clowns is right. And I think people that argue for this thing are, are right that, you know, people want the latest and greatest. And sometimes you can't afford that, especially when you're buying PCs. I can tell you right now, like I've wanted to upgrade my PC. I've had it for two years and, you know, I'm going to have to spend, you know, five, six, 700 bucks to get to the latest thing. I don't want to spend that money. I'd rather, I'd probably rather have a subscription model or I'd rather have this streaming thing, you know? So there's an advantage to that. And I think that's why the pricing is key because depending on the pricing, I think, you know, there's going to be no point to having a hardware platform. You know, I know, you know, not everyone in the U S has access to super fast internet and that will be the point. But, you know, with the, with the onset of five G, like, 
there are going to be very few people in the future, like three, four years from now, that won't have access to fast internet. I think fast, I think internet fast enough to stream Xbox One games is going to be the norm in like three, four years. So what is the point? Same with PlayStation, same with, you know, if the Switch ever upgrades the hardware a little bit. Yeah, I mean, same with that. One day you're going to walk into McDonald's and it's going to be like free 5G Wi-Fi and you're not going to get made fun of for using McDonald's Wi-Fi anymore. You're going to be sitting there perfectly fine on your PC gaming and streaming on 5G. Yep, 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 yep. And, you know, companies like Elgato, like you, you see companies releasing 4K capture cards like... You know, people are releasing 4K capture cards because 4K media consumption is going to be the future. It's going to be the near future. You know, if if people couldn't consume consume 4K content on YouTube, on Mixer, uh, those things wouldn't come out because there would be no point. You know, the internet is internet speeds are progressing pretty fast. I would say, um, at least in the U.S. I mean, I know in the U.K. I know um, we get some Australians watching us, and I feel your pain. I know your internet speeds are not as fast as you know. A lot of people, but Europe, Asia, those internet speeds are extremely fast. U.S. is getting there. Canada, Southern Canada, um, you know, fast internet is is kind of a thing that's easily accessible. So, I think I think this thing is the way to go. And you know, I don't know, Assassin. I, we haven't heard from you on this. What do you think? Um. So there, there's one thing or a few things I do not like of this whole stream thing. One thing huge thing for me no obviously no disc you know whatever drives you can't play your movies and the other thing what do they keep on bringing out every week every tuesday and thursday and inside xbox is the backwards compatibility so why are they having this now if they want all your games in the future to come along with you if you can't put your disc in Mm-hmm. You might find a way to verify that you have that 360 on title on disc, and then add it to your library in the cloud because you'll be able to stream 360 games as well. Right. Like, yeah, um... how how are they going to tell? Like, you, you know, some like let's just say there's there's a way, but then what's not going to stop you from selling that disc? Like, they they need to find a way to. Then you're basically getting a bunch of games for free because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. no here's drop a few hundred bucks, get all these games, I'll return them. Oh, I got like 500 bucks worth of games for free. Future that we're talking about, future scenario, there will be no more used game market unless you're a retro collector. And nobody's going to want to buy it unless it's a retro collector. We, we have all these 360 games, like in front of us, Modern Warfare 3 on this. Well, maybe, right? yeah, well, maybe, yes, that's true. That's true. That's true, and that, it's a good point. But maybe, maybe that's how Microsoft positions the the physical version over the cloud version. Maybe that's part of the marketing. Maybe they say, "Oh, listen, like this Xbox Cloud thing is going to be one hundred fifty, two hundred bucks. You know, it gets you the latest and greatest, and you know, it's part of Xbox Live Gold that you have access to this service. But you know, you can't get back to compatibility, or but you can't get, you know, uh." like uh, third-party accessories like plug-in like arcade joysticks or you know like rock band controllers or this that you know i mean maybe there's like caveats that or like you can't watch 4k blu-rays obviously you can't you know do this that whatever like maybe there's maybe that's going to be part of the marketing and maybe they've they're preparing for that 
you know, I know it makes the streaming thing sound bad, but sometimes people just want a friggin' system to play some games, you know? Um, and maybe that doesn't include backwards compatible games. I think it will. It's going to have backwards compatible, no doubt about it. They, there's even articles that talked about 360 in the cloud already. Um, so it's going to have it. The question is, how are they going to verify that you own the legal right to play that content? I mean, that that's the question. Um, you know, when piracy was rampant on the original Xbox with the soft mods, I wrote an article and a thesis and I actually sent it to Microsoft back then, but I didn't get a reply. I said, imagine if you made a system that you would put the disc in that took a snapshot of the disc or read a UPC code off the disc and verifies authenticity with an infrared laser. And then sends the information to you to show that they have a license for the disc. Mm -hmm. We're getting to the, the age of technology where that stuff would be essentially very easy. They could You could just place the, maybe a disc on top of it. I don't know, but, I mean, there's got to be a way to do it because they're going to have 360 in the cloud. Well, perhaps they don't even invest in that, and perhaps they just do something and take a risk like the Voodoo disc-to-digital system where it's like you have the disc and you scan the barcode. It's like, all right, well, pay $2 and you have it digitally now or pay $4, you have it digitally now. And maybe they take that risk and think maybe, okay, well, you know, perhaps they'll sell back the disc, but we got your four bucks. You know what I mean? So Voodoo's already done something like this where they, they're taking a risk with their service, but at the same time they are getting your money and it's not costing them too much. Like what you're suggesting, Clowns, is like next level shit that would probably cost them a lot of money to develop. But like the groundwork is there to just like scan a barcode and make you just pay an extra bit of money. Cause like, you know, for people that have the disc, like assassin, would you scan the barcode and pay like $2 to have some of your favorite games digitally? You know what I mean? If it, if it came to that, I mean, I, yes, but I mean, they, they've always said like backwards compatible games, you don't have to spend, you know, extra to play a game you already own. Like, you know, you're paying now extra to play a game that you already own. Hmm. Yeah, that's true. That's true. It's going to be interesting. I mean, Inferno has a really great idea with that that disc to digital kind of thing. And maybe Mike, if you have a gold subscription, Microsoft would even do something like that for free and just verify. Yeah, just wave it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. All right, a couple things in the chat that I saw that I definitely want to get to. Um, let me scroll to the top here. Fastback says um, Microsoft has to get a jump on streaming because and get it right because Google, Amazon are already looking to take hold of it, and Sony will, Nintendo will just follow, get gaming to as many people on as many devices. And I agree with that 100%. I think that if Microsoft can leverage their, their cloud services, because Microsoft has incredible cloud services as much as you want to joke around like you'll joke around oh well cloud services for drive avatars or cloud services for the yet to be seen crackdown multiplayer ha 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 that doesn't exist but you know if you look at business level stuff i mean they have extremely good cloud services so i think microsoft has the ability to make this amazing and to come out of the gate being the first one to make it incredible so they have to lead the charge on that for sure well they need to and like in order to be successful, they need to have like some type of cloud service, you know, for these games like on these Xboxes or something, so we can test it. So they're not, you know, the, this product comes out and it's utter crap. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, they thought, oh, it's going to be the best thing ever, and then, oh, surprise, it's not. Yeah, and we need, we need to test this with the public. 
and that's a good point. That gets to the next comment that I wanted to kind of get to in the YouTube chat, actually. Nice segue there. Um, Sick Figure says, wonder if you'll be able to plug this into your phone, laptop, or tablet, or something like that, right? Now, back, I don't know if you guys remember if you guys were part of the preview program on the 360, but they used to send you, like, hardware things to test, too. It wasn't just, like, software versions. Like, back in the 360 days, I was part of the preview program, and they sent, like, the... Uh, they sent over like a new kind of disc that they wanted to use or something like that. Or like, I can't remember what it was, but they sent you a free copy of halo reach. Do you guys remember this? I, I, so I wasn't part of the preview program on the 360. I didn't even know that was a thing oh, yeah. for a long time. Um, but I did like, I think a while back there was, um, someone showed a disc of the, the copy of like reach they got. Cause it was like, a different like version of a disc dude it looked it, yeah yeah that is exactly yeah that's what it was and it was like a burn it looked like a burn disc it was like halo reach yeah. not for resale like don't show anyone you know kind of thing and it was like a new format i, I can't remember what it was but um oh right at the end of the three six life cycle they brought out a encryption method of xgd3 this would be uh, basically unpiratable and then if you try to pirate, it would show, like, um, burnt patterns on the disk. And then Microsoft would start banning people and per perma-banning people. But then what happened was the underground community figured out that if a disk was scratched and it was XGD3, it's also going to have the flags that, uh, as like it was a burned disk when the laser read it. So Microsoft no longer banned people for burning XGD3. But that could have been what the Halo Reach disk was, a test for the XGD3 phase. Yeah, maybe. I can't remember what it was exactly, but I mean, I, that was cool that Microsoft was sent it out to, you know, you know, I don't think they sent it out to everybody in the preview program. I think you had, uh, you know, I, I don't know if it was random or if you had to you know, prove that you were, you know, dedicated. And back in the day, it wasn't like the they didn't have the apps or anything where you could prove that you did like the quizzes and all that shit or the uh, quests or anything like that. But um, they had like, you know, you showed that you participated in the forums and stuff like that. Um, I think maybe that's what it was, but, um, nevertheless, they did send out actual hardware and maybe that they, they can do that with this as well. You know, stick wants to know if you can plug this into a laptop or a tablet or whatever. Maybe that is the way that we test it is maybe there is going to be, you know, uh, an update for Xbox one where you can plug it into an existing Xbox one, even, you know, via USB or, you know, in the HDMI input or whatever, you know what I mean? I, I don't know. Just brainstorming here, but Maybe that's, you know, Microsoft has shown in the past that they will beta test hardware like that with consumers and not just their own people. So, um, you know, that's definitely well, also, not good. Your point in front of this, this gives your point some kind of weight, actually. Um, when you put in some of the backwards compatible games into the Xbox One, you get the DLC for free, like uh, some of the games. So they're taking a risk with that, too. Like, you might not have the Game of the Year edition when you put the disc in, and sometimes the DLC pops up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, I think that's up to the developer, though. I know, like, Borderlands, you get all the DLC. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, they, they have time. I think they have time. I don't think this thing's coming any sooner than 2020. Even, even if the Scarlet thing... I, I'm not even convinced that they launched the new console the home console and the cloud thing at the same exact time. Cause I think they don't want to like cannibalize the, the sale, you know, like Apple does right. Apple with the, um, with the iPhone X, like last year they launched the more expensive iPhone X before 
I think they did before the iPhone 8. Or maybe they didn't, but that's what they're going to do this year, according to all rumors, is that they're going to ex- they're going to launch the more expensive one first, and then the cheaper ones later, um, and that's to get the people to buy the ch- the more expensive thing because they want the thing now. You know, I think that's what they'll probably do um, with these two. But who knows? Time will tell. Hopefully, more stuff leaks and we get a little glimpse into this because I cannot wait to find out what's going on with this cloud thing because I'm definitely going to be a customer for this. You know, I have fast internet at my house. I have a lot of TVs. I don't want to buy a million Xboxes per se, but um, I definitely would love to test this out and uh, in game wherever. You know what I mean? Um, okay, so enough on that. Let's move to the kind of the last big topic of the evening, actually, and that's the No Man's Sky news because um, No Man's Sky, as you guys know, came out in 2016 to a lot of hate. Because a lot of promises were broken, a lot of things that were said to be included in the game were in fact not included. The game was boring, lifeless, um, not what people expected at all. Um, so there were, you know, there, there were things that let people down significantly and led to very negative reviews and the game not being purchased. And so Hello Games, the developer, has worked tirelessly on making this thing. Um, you know, what they had dreamed it to be and to get the attention that it deserved because technically it was quite a feat, you know, um, pursuing generated levels, like no one could be in the same spot at one time necessarily unless, you know, uh, you know, the, the chances of that were extremely, extremely low. Um, and now they've decided to put out this huge update called next and it's on Xbox and the updates free for PC and PS4 people. Um, and so you get a ton of stuff with this, uh, more stuff than I could probably like talk about, but the, the updates are massive. Like, you know, you team, you can team up with people now. So it's like truly multiplayer. There's weeklies, there's dailies, there's challenges, there's a legit kind of like story quote unquote, not really, but a little bit, um, you know, the building is very, is extremely fleshed out. Now the resources have been rehauled to build, um, there's like legit space battles. There's, uh, you know, you, there's multiplayer missions. Like they, there's a lot of extra content that they've kind of added for free in this next update to make it more compelling. And if you look at the reviews on steam, which were extremely negative up until now, recent reviews show it to be very positive. And the Xbox version is now out in its 4K, it's HDR, it's beautiful. Um, I haven't personally played it, but I've watched uh, a few streams on it, and I know a lot of people are really enjoying it, and it makes me actually want to pick up the game, uh, because more people are getting it than I thought were going to get it, and I'm intrigued in the multiplayer. I mean, I'm intrigued in the fact that you can do third-person view multiplayer with weekly challenges and like stuff that you'd actually want to play this game for. And so people are talking about this game as the comeback story of the year. Maybe the comeback story of the generation because, um, you know, Hello Games has proven that, you know, they can change it to what people want and to what they wanted it to actually be. And it's proving to be a pretty sweet game. So um, I think Clowns is kind of AFK at the moment. So I was asking what... what, um, what are your thoughts on this? Are you, are you interested more now? Are you kind of like intrigued in what you've been seeing on the next update? Or what do you, what do you thought? What do you think there? 
Well, I, I, I think even when the game first launched, I was, you know, I wanted to play it. I didn't have a PS4 at the time. And, I, you know, I wanted to pick it up, and then I got all this hate. And I, like, I still want to pick it up. I, you know, I can't afford it because I'm, you know, saving my money for some fall games. But I'm glad that they stuck with it. There, there's, you know, there's some companies out there, like the Colleen developers, who make a game, and then it didn't go as well as planned, and then they cancel it. You know, I'm glad that, you know, as much as, you know, he got a bunch of hate that, you know, he went dark and, you know, for I think it was like a year just to, you know, create or update the game and, you know, make it to what he said it was going to be at launch. And now it's here. It's, it's fantastic that, you know, he could bring the product he actually wanted out and not. You know that I, what was it that meme or whatever that video of Jurassic Park and then they go to switch to No Man's Sky and just like this <laughs> weird dinosaur that's the messed up Jurassic Park music on it like that that was great, um, but yeah, it's, I, I think it's a really good comeback for uh, Hello Games. Yeah, and you know it like it gives them legitimacy now. Like they were able to pull this together. Uh, you know it took. The attention that it got in the Broken Promises made Hello Games look like a joke, even though they had accomplished something extremely, extremely good and, and revolutionary. You know, it's kind of like Sea of Thieves, right? Except Sea of Thieves, uh, you know, actually fulfilled a lot of the promises or, you know, honestly, like didn't even make promises because a lot of people didn't even know what Sea of Thieves was until, you know, the week before it came out or like the game actually came out with well, No Man's Sky, you know. They, you know, Hello Games representatives, most notably, what's his name there? Sean Murray or whatever. Yep, Sean Murray, thank you. Most notably him. We're, you know, at E3, we're at cons, we're in front of uh, cameras talking about what this game was going to be, like talking it up to be, you know, metaphorically the next coming of Jesus in terms of gaming, you know, featuring everything that people would even want in a game like this. And then it comes out and it sucks and it's bland. And it's boring. And that's like, you know, that just takes away all the hard work that they put into making the game structure, like the actual engine, the procedural generation, the the graphics, the features. Like, it puts all of that out of context and takes that and, and minimalizes it. And now, with this comeback, it's like people are realizing, like, you know, there is a good basis here. And, you know, it would have been a crime to not have this game be what it is now and you know they're like okay well we know we were wrong and we're dedicated to this and to prove we're dedicated we're not just doing this update we're also going to do weekly weekly updates weekly content releases like they're doing weekly community events like they're they're gonna make sure that this is something people want to play on a continual basis and um you know they're they're building in like mixer integration so that people that are watching on mixer can help people play the game or can help them uh base build and stuff like that like it, it's and it's free man and it's you know it's not free because on xbox you know you didn't have it before so you're gonna have to pay that 50 bucks but if you had it on pc you had it on playstation 4 if you were able to get in on this game for really cheap because of how badly it failed back in 2016 you now have a fully fleshed out game that is worth potentially 60 dollars and you are enjoying something that is you know what it should have been so um clowns i don't know if you're back yet 
doesn't seem like he is. Um, but uh, WDFC podcast, excellent podcast, by the way. Um, he's in the chat saying, Hello Games got a lot of flack and deserved, but Sony should have been criticized for promoting the shit out of it, and they knew it wasn't, you know, they should have known, especially for $60. Yeah, I mean, listen the publicity was there. I mean, look at Evolve. Like, same thing with Evolve. Like, every you know, Evolve shat the bed too. And look at, you know, people were promoting Evolve like crazy. Like, Sony had this as an exclusive. They had to promote it. Like, this was one of their AAA crazy, you know, this was taking it to that next level. This was like Sea of Thieves, but like even more, you know, this was being advertised as Sea of Thieves to the next level. You know, obviously Sony needed to you know, advertise the shit out of it, but you know, it's wrong because they knew it wasn't worth 60 bucks. And now it's not even a Sony exclusive anymore, like a console exclusive, like quote unquote. Um, now like the best place to play it is on Xbox if you have a console. So it really like, you know, shot Sony in the foot because Sony was the one who put the money in to make this thing, you know, the juggernaut that it was supposed to be. And now it's on Xbox and plays better. So who's really the one who lost out on this? Unfortunately, Sony kind of, you know, shat the bed here, but, um, all right. Clowns is not going to get a word on this because we're just going to move on without him here. Um, <laughs> all right. Three more, three more, uh, three more topics. I'm going to be pretty quick. Uh, first one, uh, we didn't talk about this last week, but I think this news broke before our podcast last week, but we kind of missed out on it. Um, Spider-Man PS4 pro has been shown $400 comes with the game and it is very red and the co- and the controller <laughs> with those white buttons and white joysticks and white triggers. I mean, that is disgusting. I, I think the console is really nice. I think the controller is like the console is like an 8.5. The controller is like a two at, at best, like me or maybe like a four because those buttons are hideous in my opinion. I don't know what you thought of it. Assassin when you first saw it. I, I think it's their best looking like bundle console thing, but I still think they did a really lazy job. They could have done, you know, a lot more, you know, to it and have webbing on the console or, you know, just other Spider-Man things. Nothing's coming to mind, but I hate the red on it. I know it's Spider-Man. He has red and blue and whatever else, but I hate, I hate red. Dude, I love red, so that's why the console isn't killing me, but I do agree with you, and I agree with WDFC Podcast in the chat saying that it should have had more web, and it should have had some blue. I mean, Spider-Man is blue, too. You know, Spider-Man is just red. Like, did they have, like, you know, I don't know who produces these consoles for them, but did they have, like, some sort of restriction on colors? Like, could they only do two colors for this price, or if you did three colors, it would be this price? Like, I don't understand why it's so you know so basic when you know you have the opportunity like look at past consoles like look at that one that you have the god of war one like how intricate that is and then you get this one and it's so basic like i do agree that that is a big missed opportunity but at the same time i you know i look at this and i think it is like slick as fuck because it is red but the white on the controller i'm just like dude this is nasty like those the it just looks cheap you know what I mean? Like I think I think yeah. white I think white uh, joysticks, white triggers and stuff. It just looks cheap. Like it doesn't look fancy at all. I think they could have just done so much more. I would have loved. Um, I'll probably get some shit because I don't know the name of it, but probably have his uh, 
is um the black suit. I forget what it's called. Like Venom. It, like, because it would so it would be marketing two things. It would be marketing the Spider-Man game and the Venom movie. Yes, but it you know obviously it's it's Spider-Man and not Venom, but you know in there, and it would just be so cool. Like, yeah, that would be a great console. It'd be cool if they had like if they didn't want to do that. It'd be cool if they did like two separate ones. Like they did a black one with the spider with the Venom logo. And the red one with the Spider-Man logo, like, had the two that you could, you know, choose between. That'd be kind of cool. Or if you did, like, the black, the red console with the Venom controller. Although, maybe that'd be too similar to, like, the controller that it comes with already. I don't know. But they could have done some fun stuff with it. I mean, look at these companies doing crazy stuff. Colorware, Controller Chaos. Like, all these companies that are doing crazy shit with their controllers. And, you know, I... They're just spending, you know, making... Making it like a cheap buy, you know. People are like, "Oh, Spider Man, gotta buy it." Yeah, you know, it cost them like a dime to make it, and they could, you know, put in a quarter and make it cooler. Yeah. Well, you know, at least you know Microsoft came out at the beginning of this gen. They made some really cool custom Xbox Ones. I mean, I, I remember the Forza Six Xbox One. I thought was really slick. Um, the Halo Master Chief Collection I thought looked really good. Uh, even that Minecraft Xbox One S that they just released was cool. But I mean, other than that, what what custom consoles have they actually like released? You know, um, not recently, man. But not I really. think at uh, Gamescom we might get one. Hopefully. Um, Be- because but, dude what they've been remember like packs and stuff I, I took a lot of pictures and they like showed off they were like oh tweet to win this custom console and they were like really cool like see it these ones and witcher ones and stuff they have it in the pipeline they just don't release them but you know you gotta give it to sony for like constantly releasing custom consoles that people like are rebuying the platform for like you see people on twitter constantly being like oh i'm buying this so they show their receipt where they reserved it or whatever and they already have a pro you know so you know, what were you gonna say, Assassin? I'm sorry, I feel like I cut you off. My bad. I I don't even remember. But uh, as for um, in the chat, once Forza Horizon Four bundle, um, I don't think I think it's too uh, too late to say we're gonna have Forza bundle. I I feel like that should have been something they announced a few months, you know, before. Yeah. Obviously, it's coming out in October and it's still July, but. Yeah, well, I mean, look at the Spider-Man one. They just announced this, and that comes out next month. So maybe they do have time. Who knows? I, I mean, I don't know. But <clears throat> Microsoft has already done has has done good stuff with with custom consoles, and I think N- Nintendo, like they've done stuff with custom Joy Cons, but not necessarily like custom consoles. I think I think there's a space for that still. You know, we've talked about that in the podcast a little bit before, but I and I've I've kind of like talked down on it, but at the same time, like it is cool. Like it's not necessarily for me to buy a million different like custom consoles but i think it does appeal to a lot of people who you know collect these kind of things obviously people are buying ps4 pros 400 ps4 pros um i mean they're rationalizing by saying it comes with the game and that is true like look at that god of war one that you have it came with the game yeah. so you know you, you save 60 bucks there same with spider-man i mean those are 60 dollars titles probably for a long time they're not gonna like just randomly drop in price so um well it'd be cool if you know like if the count you know, the console stayed as it is, but you push the power of the eject button, it made some, like, Spider-Man noises. Like, yeah. I'm shooting webs or, you know, something. Like, because I know I know some of the previous uh, Xbox consoles. I think even the Forza 6 one 
had custom noises. Yep. I yeah. think the uh, Halo one too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've yeah, done that in the past. The Infinite Warfare, or not Infinite Warfare one. Advanced Warfare one had custom sounds on it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that that, yep. that would just you know, I feel like a lot of people would just deal with the ugliness at that point. You know, make sense. Because yep. like sounds. Yeah, dude. I mean, just make make custom things. Yeah, I mean, and, and and PlayStation, I feel like Sony has the ability, you know, the touchpad too. Like they can customize that. You know, I, I feel like the X, the PlayStation controller is so much more customizable. And then they give us this bland ass shit on the controller. Like I, I can't get over how nasty I think the controller is. I think the console is all right, but the controller, pff, yuck. No. Um, Have they announced a Black Ops 4 console? I forget. I haven't seen one. I haven't I seen one. I will probably see one soon. It's going to be so ugly. Could have made a Black Ops 3 console all over again. I mean, remember that World War... Yeah, that Black Ops 3 one was hideous. Oh, my God. Yeah. Remember that World War 2 one as well? Ugh. Oh, my God, yeah. God. WDFC podcast says maybe a custom Battlefield 5 Xbox One X. I mean, I'm, they haven't really done that. I mean, EA, I'm not sure is totally on board with that, but maybe. Um, well, they had the uh, green. Um, yeah, just the bland green. Yeah, I remember that for uh, for Battlefield 1, right? Yeah. Um, and then they had the blue and gray, which I really like the gray. The gray one was sexy, yeah. Yeah, but it, like if you, you know, just put that in front of someone, they wouldn't even know. You know, with this, yeah, it's like, know. oh, yeah. Yeah, it's Spider- like this is Spider Man, but the. I don't know. I don't even know what they would put on a Battlefield 1, like dog tags. I, I don't know. I don't really know. Like, they're not going to put the BF5 uh, logo. Like, that's kind of cheesy, so. Um. All right, anyway, let's move on. A couple more topics here. I don't think Clowns is back, but hopefully he comes back soon because I did want to get his input on uh, this topic, but this is going to be extremely quick. I can, I can already tell that um looks like NBA 2K has taken on uh, the Playgrounds franchise as uh, one of its own. So if you aren't familiar with the NBA Playgrounds franchise, the first game was absolute dog shit. It was supposed to be the successor to NBA Jam, uh, something that you know a lot of people are nostalgic for, a lot of people are looking forward to, a fun kind of uh, casual basketball game. And you know, uh, NBA Playgrounds didn't do it because the controls, I think, were terrible. Uh, the players move very sluggishly, that kind of thing. Um, but it looks like the 2K franchise is looking to come in and take some of that, uh, some of that idea, some of those ideas, I should say, and make it something incredible. Because if you can trust anyone in the basketball franchise, it's definitely 2K. I mean, they put out a very quality product. So, um, Sasson, I feel like you have nothing to say about this. So confirm that it's for me. Sports game. Who gives a fuck? All right. Moving on then to our last topic of the evening. It's true. It is. But, you know, I do like the 2K games. I like basketball games. I thought we'd mention that. And I, that was kind of a big deal because, you know, that was a game that was so terrible. And then you've got a game that's so good coming in and publishing it under their wing. You know, it's like, I feel like the sequel is going to be so much better now. And, you know, I think that is a big deal. But we'll, I mean, time will tell, I guess. The first one was such trash. I can't even get into that. Um, all right, last topic of the evening: Games with Gold was just announced today, as a matter of fact, and this is looking like maybe the best month of the year. Holy shit! I mean, Forza Horizon Two and For Honor. I mean, For Honor, hate it or love it. We talked about this last week a bit, but um, tell me about these Xbox One games, Assassin. What are you thinking of these? Um, 
Well, let's get to the worst one first. For Honor, I want the, you know, like, I, I feel like this is, like, a good month, and, like, I want the game, but, like, I didn't want to spend money on it. I think when we played the beta, it was just garbage. But, you know, they they stuck with it. They added colorblind options, which for an Ubisoft game is super rare. Um, I, I, I want to see how terrible they are, because, you know, a lot of games have terrible options, like PUBG. Um, but now, you know, we get to play it, and and probably get destroyed, because you know, probably a bunch of people paid money for their their microtransactions, or, you know, or just played it, and they have all this good loot. So it'll get destroyed. Maybe. Maybe, but it's exciting to have it. I mean, I bought it during Black Friday last year. I didn't pay a lot for it. I'm definitely going to run to the store and trade it in now because it is going to be games of gold. So um, I will definitely go trade it in, but I am excited for the Xbox One games, I think. You know, we already own Horizon 2. That game is excellent. If you've never played that, that is definitely something you should definitely download because even if you're not a racing fan, you will definitely uh, have a little bit of fun with that, and I think that that's definitely worth the, uh, worth the download, worth the high drive space. Um, on your console, but um, for honor, uh, you know, take it or leave it. Really, I think I think for honor, um, you know, came out terribly. Um, I think the game had a lot of promise. I really loved it. I thought it was one of my favorite games I saw at E three when it was shown. Um, and I think Ubisoft is like they do with their games. They you know constantly make a push to make them still relevant over the years, like they've done with Siege. And I think. They're trying to do that with For Honor, so uh, time will tell on that, and I think it will be a nice boost to the player base, so at least there'll be that. Um, but I think Assassin's Fears may be correct in that there may be too many seasoned players out there that have stuck with the game, and the people that are on there right now are just like the diehards that have you know, mastered everything, and... But we will see. Yeah. We'll see. That that's kind of the fear about the on, about the online portion. But you know, maybe just download it for you know the achievements. Download it for the the single player. I mean, the combat is rewarding when you do it right. I think the combat is fun. So um, we'll see. UK Dazarus, one of our moderators in the chat, is promoting his Forza Community Challenge. Go to his Twitter page to to check that out. You can join our Forza community uh, that posts challenges on a weekly or biweekly basis. Uh, sometimes monthly, it depends on how lazy uh, the guys are, but there is uh, a community for that kind of thing for just average Joe gamers to um, to kind of do time trials and stuff like that. So if you're interested in that, go check it out on his uh, on his Twitter or his YouTube channel. Um, but now let's get to the 360 games before we, before we bounce for the evening. So Dead Space 3 uh, and Epic Mickey 2. Now, you know... Was there a first game? I don't even remember hearing this game, like, ever. Yeah, well, it was Epic Mickey 1. It's like a bad porno where they just, like, backdoor Sluts 9 or something like that. Like, where were the first eight? You know what I mean? Epic Mickey, (laughs) like, where was the first one, right? Um, But Dead Space 3, easily the worst of the franchise, I would say, uh, for Dead Space. Um, But nonetheless, fun, fun game. That series is fun. Um, and both of these are playable on Xbox One as well. So, Assassin, what do you what do you take on the 360 titles? The uh, Epic Mickey. I mean, hey, it's a free game. We'll never touch that game like ever. Um, but it's for Dead Space. At least they you know gave us all the Dead Space games and an order. 
Yep. So I, you know, now I gotta actually play Dead Space. I didn't got into. I'm like, yeah. But yeah. I mean, the game was all the games now, so I can actually, you know, invest my time. You know, like if I actually got into Dead Space, like, you know, one, then like I would want to buy two, and then I would want to buy three. And but you know, I don't want to spend a bunch of money on, you know, a game that I wouldn't want to get into. Or if, if I would get into, I should say. Yep. No. Yep. Yep. Yeah, them all. And now they are all. They've all been available at some point. So if you've downloaded them you have the entire dead space series and i think that's worth a playthrough the first game is good it's very good second game i don't think i ever got through the second game and the third game i played a little bit on pc and i'm not a super fan of but i think it's worth playing if you if you've never tried dead space i think you should still try it um it's one of those things where it's like it's good unless you've played the other ones i think dead space 3 in my opinion but um, dead space 3 uh, co-op dead space 3 it does have co-op yeah Yep. So, we'll have to get that going. Epic Mickey 2, I can't say anything about it, but fuck it, it's free, right? So, um, it's epic. It's epic. It is epic. Epic indeed. All right, so I think Clowns is still gone, so we're going to end the show without his ass. Uh, <laughs> he missed the last three topics, but he got the juicy ones, so that's what matters, right? But anyway, um, thank you everyone for coming by. We had awesome chat tonight. Um,. I don't know if 6 o'clock will remain the permanent time, but uh, we got some good results out of it tonight in the live chat, so thanks for coming by. If you do not watch it in the live chat, um, you know, thanks for coming by afterwards and watching on YouTube, listening on Spotify, iTunes, all that good stuff. Uh, find us, engage with us here. Uh, Four Guys of Quarters, you can just search Four Guys of Quarters. You'll find us absolutely everywhere except on Twitter where you will find us at 4GWQ Podcast, so follow us there. Our names have been cycling below our heads for Xbox and for Twitter. Um, so, you know, follow us there. Engage with us there. Um, give us a thumbing, of course. Uh, subscribe. Hit the bell. All that good stuff if you enjoyed what you just saw or heard. Um, and, you know, give us a review on iTunes, Spotify, all that kind of good stuff. Uh, but until next time, we're out of here. Peace. Bye.